Thank you for joining us here on this Sunday, May 22nd, 2022, with the First Love Ministries at the First Presbyterian Church of Jacksonville, Illinois. Reverend Jonathan Warren tells us in his message today, about to get real. Our liturgist today is Julie Hester. The anthem performed by the Church Chancel Choir is titled, my shepherd will supply my need. Our scripture reading is coming from Acts 16, 9 through 15. And our gospel reading is taken from John 14, 23 through 29. There will be a special offertory piano duet performed by Christine Smith and Stephanie Solterman titled Amazing Grace. Thank you for joining us each Sunday for the sermons from the First Presbyterian Church of First Love Ministries. We pray that you have a peaceful and safe, healthy week. God bless. The scripture reading is from Acts 16, verses 9 through 15. Let us listen to the word of God. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we were supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
gospel reading today comes from the book of John, 14th chapter, beginning with the 23rd verse. Let us listen to the word of God. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father because the Father is greater than I am. And now that I've told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today is a big day, and as a church family, we celebrate our graduates. Now, this isn't just a small thing. It's a big accomplishment. We recognize your accomplishments and all your work to get you to graduation, and we give thanks to all the teachers and school staff who helped you on your way. We know that your family was a big part of this. Now, two things inevitably happen around graduation. The first thing every graduate must be ready for is the million-dollar question. It's the first real test for any graduate, the one big question people are bound to ask you, what you're doing next? What are your plans? Now, the trouble with this is what teenager or young adult really knows what they want to do for the next 40 years of their life? Because most people change their minds in the first few years or change careers once or twice in their lifetime. The second thing that every graduate must be prepared for is unsolicited advice. We all feel like graduates need a sending off. Most graduation speeches are filled with pearls of wisdom. Aunts and uncles, cousins and friends, strangers, pastors all know that you aren't going to be here forever. And we feel the weight of sharing, parting wisdom to you all. Now, it just so happens that in today's scripture reading, which is our lectionary text, Jesus shares his farewell address to his disciples. In a sense, he has been preparing his disciples for this moment for three years. One scholar says, there's going to be a new day a graduation of sorts for them. Jesus knows that he'll soon be crucified, and he needs to prepare his disciples for the big transition ahead. And even though he's explained it a few times, several times, it seems like the disciples still don't understand what's about to happen. Kind of following along with Mrs. Anderson, Fred Craddock tries to boil this down. He's a renowned preacher, professor. He says this, Disciples, they are like children playing on the floor only to look up and see mom and dad putting on their coats. 
the children have three questions. Always three questions. Where are you going? Can we come? Then who will stay with us? And Jesus responds, I'm going to my father and your father. You cannot come now. You can come later. But I will not leave you orphans. I will send you another friend, another helper, who will never leave, but who will stay with you forever. Now this seems especially fitting for this class of graduates who knows better than most the dangers of isolation and being left alone. A recent study from the University of Maine explains for adolescents especially, the loneliness accompanied by pandemic-related school closures and the like has led to an increase in mental health issues like depression and self-destructive behavior. It's hard to be alone. We don't want to be alone. We don't like being alone, and we know this. We've seen it these last few years. Now, it seems often that big life transitions with bittersweet moments because it brings both excitement and also angst. While we get to celebrate, we might also be anxious. Despite the joys and expectations that graduation brings, the fear and anxiety of leaving home, friends, churches, and established support systems is also very real. Just like the disciples, when hearing of Jesus' departure, we too might not be entirely ready just yet. While filled with joy and excitement about where we're headed, we might be wondering if we're ready might be wondering what challenges are ahead. And the truth is, it's about to get real, which is exciting and scary. Now, farewell addresses often include appointments or successors. In the Old Testament, uh, Moses appoints Joshua to be his successor. The prophet Samuel anoints the shepherd David to succeed uh, King Saul, the prophet Elijah, appoints Elisha to follow him. And similarly, Jesus is about to leave his disciples. And in this passage, he's ready to appoint a successor. But Jesus' successor is like none that has ever come before. Because of that, it needs a little explanation. Jesus says, the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. God knows that we need reminders that he loves us, that he will never leave us, that we're never alone. Now, one thing I held on to after my high school graduation were all the cards. As I finished high school, uh, it was certainly nice to have all that money in those cards, but something I treasure just as much were all the notes that people shared. I even ended up taking those cards with me to college. And any time I felt alone, any time I felt discouraged or anxious, when I was sick by myself, I took out those cards. They were cards from family and friends and people who were cheering me on. At the end of the day, those notes became ever more valuable than any money that accompanied them. It was as if those cards held a gift of the Holy Spirit, a reminder that I was loved and cherished, never alone. 
In fact, I encourage anyone here to keep handwritten notes and cards handy so that when you're feeling down or discouraged, it'll serve as a reminder of God's love. Another thing Jesus tells his anxious disciples, and we know they're anxious and scared because Jesus reminds his disciples several times not to be afraid. He tells them that as we go into this world, the Holy Spirit provides peace. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. But he says this peace isn't anything like the world promises. In a speech a year after Hitler became the Chancellor of Germany, Dietrich Bonhoeffer explains peace this way. Peace must be dared. It is itself a great venture and can never be safe. Peace means giving oneself completely to God's commandment, wanting no security but in faith and obedience, laying down the destiny of the nations in the hand of Almighty God, not trying to direct it for selfish purposes. Battles are won, not with weapons, but with God. They are won when the way leads to the cross. When Jesus gives this farewell address to his disciples, he's reassuring them that the Holy Spirit gives us peace that's different. Peace that must be dared itself, a great venture, and can never be safe. As our graduates are readying to depart, just like peace, we, you are daring and embarking on a great venture, and it can never be safe. So we pray for our parents, our families, as they send you off. But we also know that you can do this because just as the disciples are readying for Jesus to depart, we know we aren't alone. And, and you fill us with peace from the Holy Spirit. Our task this week is to inspire and encourage each other knowing that we're headed into a world filled with challenges and anxiety, yet we can go out into the world because Jesus doesn't send us alone. Jesus sends us an advocate, a helper, gives us the Holy Spirit for generations, which gives us the peace that passes all understanding. And even though things are about to get real, let us go out daring, embarking in this great venture, for we know that we are never alone, and God's peace will abide in us forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
If you found this podcast inspirational and would like to support the First Love Ministry programs at First Presbyterian Church, please send any contributions to First Presbyterian Church at 870 West College, Jacksonville, Illinois. Our zip code is 62650. Our phone is 217-245-4189. You can contact our secretary there between the hours of 9 a.m. and 4 p.m. Monday through Friday. Our email is 